If you're anything like me, you are probably tired of spending all your money on takeout or you're over all the stress that comes with meal planning. Listen, Factor Meals is here to save the day. I mean, imagine this. Delicious, chef-crafted meals delivered right to your door, ready to heat and eat in just two minutes. Y'all, no more grocery shopping, no more shopping, no more dishes. Just restaurant quality goodness made with fresh high quality ingredients. I love Factor. Factor offers over 35 different options a week, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, veggie, and so much more. Whatever your diet is, they have you covered. Plus, they have over 55 delicious add-ons like breakfast smoothies and protein bars to keep you fueled all day long. And the meals are good. Every meal that I've had has been so good. And let's talk numbers. Factor is actually less expensive than takeout and every meal is dietitian approved. So you know you're getting the good stuff. You can choose as many or as few meals as you need from 6 to 18 per week. And you can even pause or reschedule deliveries to fit your busy schedule. I prefer to use Factor for my lunch meals because that is the time of the day where I'm super busy. So I can just grab something out of the fridge and not have to worry about it. So why don't you diss the stress and step into your bravado with Factor Meals. They're perfect for the boss babe on the go, the queen who values her time, and the woman who deserves delicious healthy food without the hassle. So are you ready to reclaim your kitchen throne? Head to factormeals.com bravado50 and use code bravado50 to get 50% off. That's right, you heard me, I said 50% off. So go to factormills.com slash bravado50 and use code bravado50. Do not miss out, sis. Bravado podcast. Welcome back. We are back. We know it's been two weeks, but we <laughs> okay. Robotic. Damn it. Um. Yeah, it has been a while. We took a little, a uh, little break. hiatus, so we can let those last two episodes really sink in. <laughs> right. Digest that material because there were some gems tossed out from the sister girls, the two married sister girls. Yes, but um, welcome back, episode twelve. 12. Episode twelve. Um. What have you been up to lately, Brittany? Tell the folks. I finally cranked down and got into that closet, and now I have 10 pieces hanging up in my closet. She's giving you guys a follow-up on... On the minimalism episode 5, I mm-hmm. think it was, where we talked about minimalism and um, touched on a capsule wardrobe, so... It's begun. I stopped BSing and got in the closet, put a lot of things in bags because it wasn't bringing value to my life, and I took them down to the Goodwill so that they will be able to bring bring value to someone else's life. Yes, the new-to-you items. Right. Um, same for me. I just took everything out of the closet and put back only the things that I really love. Um, and everything else was taken to the Goodwill or donated. Mm-hmm. And that's it. 
and it's been getting hot as hell in it, LA. Like first it was raining, like no one <laughs> needed to build a new ark. Okay. Then we hit got hit with the eighty degree. Yeah, that's happening today. We had a little shaved ice for today. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was tasty. But now we're back and we are recording this episode and we hope that you guys enjoy it and find great value in it. Yes. So, um, episode 12 12. is about being black in the workplace. Yeah. Corporate America, wherever your workplace is, if if it's not corporate America. Black at work. Black at work, colored at work. Um, Brittany, you want to jump into that? Skrilla. Skrilla and Manila. You know what I was about to say? What? What were you about to say? Oh. <laughs> and I feel like money. No. And I feel like <laughs> That song. Hated it. They're attracted to me. Um. Okay, anyways. So, straight into the T. Straight colored, into the episode. Colored in corporate. We're going to talk about some of our experiences being black in corporate America or just black. Wherever. You're just taking black? Just black. Black. In. Just being black in this world full of white supremacy. Uh, and you know because I go back and forth like sometimes I'm like optimistic like you know oh you know we're all equal we're all getting our piece of the pie and then I'm like you know what one slice for you you're getting one slice of the pie I'm getting three fourths slice of a pie while my brother not even my brother my man (laughs) my pal over here is getting a whole pie in, in my one fourth piece that I didn't get you know, and the microaggressions. Um, My, okay, so pause. Tell people what microaggressions are in case they don't know. Okay, well, come on. Microaggressions are everyday slights related to sexism, racism, homophobia, just like a little subtle, like a little implication. Shade, or like, a, like an implication that you feel that uh, makes the person feel othered. So, for example, if you were a Latina sister and you came up to me speaking English and I said, wow, you speak really good English or you speak English well. Right. The implication would be that you must, you shouldn't speak English well because probably Spanish is your first language or maybe you're not born here. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, you've experienced microaggressions. Yes, I have. Give the people some tea, no? Sorry, my phone. I'm going to put that on silent. It should have been on silent. <laughs> but, um, yes, I have experienced microaggressions inside and outside of the workplace. But I'll touch on that. I'll touch on the specifics later in the episode. Okay. But um, just a rundown on what we're going to be covering this go around. And because I think that a lot of employers end up perpetuating racism just by something as simple as a dress code or what is seemed professional. Because a lot of the ways that black people, let's just say like our hair, the way we wear our hair, a natural hairstyle, is not necessarily deemed professional. For some, it's seen as unkept or wild. wild you know? Mm-hmm. And professional may seem, may look like straightened or perm or pressed pulled and curl, back. pulled back the bun. bun. I don't know about you, but whenever I go to an interview, I'm like, I have an interview due. 
it's a slicked bun. Yeah, you're with the little curls on the side. Yes, it's like a I slicked know bun. I, I've never felt comfortable to just go to an and pull up with the wash and go. Or with My the hair. box braids. Box braids are for the culture. Don't come to it. I don't. Why not? I just think that, that if that's not your everyday look, you know what a protective style is. When you throw the box braids in, that's not a necessarily professional look. It's more of a transition. It's a fun look. No, and you I have, think that's the problem. You think box braids, like thicker box braids, that's professional? Braids. It is a hairstyle. Braids, I think, is fine. The size determines. What's the difference? The size determines whether it is can be deemed more of a professional or more conservative. You can have looks that are where you know you have um, box braids that are thick. You know they have the they be as big as two fingers, two three fingers together on one. The Janet Jackson in the Poetic Justice. That is not necessarily deemed more of a conservative look. And that's why I don't agree because it's not deemed professional or conservative. If you have your if you're box braids, you can have a you can have a braid, honey. You know I wore twist braids forever. I know you can it's have about a braid, the size. But it's, and it's also about us feeling uncomfortable because it's not deemed professional. There you can perform your work the same way with a medium or a small box braid. <laughs> What about My, a large box braid, though? Or a large. Uh, that, too. I just use a medium in that example. But you can perform your work the same way with an extra large box braid or a micro braid. And I'm that's why that. I feel like the what's deemed professional to white corporate America is not necessarily how black people choose to wear, people of color choose to wear their hair. Like So? If that is your idea that there shouldn't be a necessarily a standard or an expectation of what um, black hair should look like for an interview, why don't you wear your wash and go to an interview? I didn't interview? say that there shouldn't be. I'm I, My statement was, what's deemed professional makes me feel a certain way about wearing a wash and go to an interview because I know that there's a standard in place. Okay, and you don't want to go against that. I don't want to go against the standards that are in place because... You although I don't agree, although I don't agree with the standard, it is still going to affect me. So I comply. Yeah, compliance. Right. Doesn't make it right. It's just what I have to do. Being in a world ruled by white supremacy. Okay. And that's the issue that we're going to address today. Okay. Hopefully. Come on. Um. So, let's say you get the job. You you wore the slick back bun to the interview. <laughs> this is my. Tea. testimony you wear the bun to the interview once i'm in there i don't care at that point that's when i will wear the wash and go because it's like i have the job now and it still might not be seen like you might be stereotyped but there's nowhere in the dress code that says you cannot wear a wash and go or you cannot wear the large box braid there's nowhere in the dress code that says that but that's when the microaggressions come into play because your co-workers or your managers your uh colleagues might make little comments like oh you changed your hair how'd you do that or if you go from the bun to the from the bun to the box braid back to the bun oh you cut your hair like there's just a lot of that. That's always the worst for a black person. That you cut your hair. That you cut your hair because then you're like, no, or they or they come back like, I didn't know your hair was so short. That you know that cuts you down. That's putting the knife in and turning it. Right. Like, oh well, it's really not that short. This is regular black girl length. Right. But, like, <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't cut it. I took the extension out. Right. <laughs> Take the braid hair out. I took the extension out, and this is me wearing my hair. But my question is. 
why does there always have to be so much commentary surrounding the hairstyle? Like me, I work at, I am the only African American in my office. I work in tech and that um, field does not have a lot of African Americans in the field. Every time, I can go from a something simple like a ponytail to a twist out or I might throw some French braids in. Cornrows, sorry, cornrows. Every time, you better bet your bottom dollar is going to be some tea. Like, oh, that's new. Or <laughs> one coworker came up to me and said, because I have twists, she said, so how, how does the long work? And I, was like, <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? Like, what do you mean? How does it work? How does your long hair work? That's the same way this shit works. <laughs> I put it in my head and I style, I wear it and rock it as my own. The same way your long hair works is the same way the long hair that I added into my black ass head <laughs> works. Me right no, really, because it's like... You're passionate. You, You're passionate. I'm very passionate. What do you mean, Ooh. how does it work? So I was like, it works as normal. She was like, and I'm like, you know, does it get in your way? Does your hair get in your way? She said, look, little black bitch, I know you're not... <laughs> Like, I know you're not used to having long hair to the Now, what if I took it back and said, I had long hair as a child. Don't say that. That's usually the, the statement. I did, though. I know you did. You and you don't know the length of my hair underneath this style because, homegirl, you never saw my hair. <laughs> you've never, we in touch you've never gotten hair. a chance to see my hair. That's neither here nor there, though. Like The point is, you question your authenticity by saying... How, how do we do the long haul? Yeah, like, so how does the long work? But, okay, so. The long. <laughs> what do you have to say? You don't think that my girlfriend, really quick, what ethnicity is she? Caucasian. Caucasian, okay. So this is her land. So my question is, you don't think that she really is interested in wondering, wow, how did you get, how does this style work? Did they braid this in? Is this fused? <clears throat> Has this been glued? You don't think she really doesn't have any kind. She can't conceptualize what your hair, how this works. Like, you don't really think that she was taking an approach of being like, hey, inform me. You I know mean, her she, better than me. I don't know her. I don't know if this is her, her thing that she does all the time or if she really is like, wow, because I don't hang out with many black people. I don't know how black hair works because black hair is a whole different that's a whole nother sector of magic in itself. Like our hair does a lot of things. So mm -hmm. if she doesn't have any black friends, she's not surrounded or um, even has access to the black community. Maybe she doesn't know how the long works. She so, might not know how the long work. Not saying she doesn't know how the long work, but. The boundary, you weren't comfortable with it. I'm not. And there, and typically the, when, People of another ethnicity come up to me asking me about my hair. There's no regard for my feeling. I don't come feelings. I don't come up to you. So how does that in that um, little container work? How does that food work with no seasoning? Uh, how does that work? Like how? It's working. You see that it's working. It's working. That was in my group. In my head. Against a white person. Well, you I'm just showing. Committed. I'm showing them how it feels. I'm giving an example. If I were to say that, it would be a microaggression. So. You saying it to me is a microaggression. And you're not down with saying it. Saying how it works. <laughs> saying how someone here works. Because it's not a tool. It's not a, a piece of equipment. It works the same way your hair works. Just in a different way. 
out of the passion. Um, I mean, you have locks. What have you experienced? Yeah, my experiences are completely different. Okay. I'm not a jack of all trades when it comes to switching up my do. Even before the locks, I wore my hair like you know pressed or straightened with the pin curl look for a long time, and then I transitioned where I wore twist braids for a long time. Um, <clears throat> and people, I worked like in a pretty liberal like work environment. Like before I transitioned to healthcare, I was in retail and it's pretty open to discussion. Everybody was kind of chill. I worked in a pretty like mixed demographic. So I didn't have many issues, but when I transitioned to locking my hair, I was already working. I had, I had went on my interview with the twist braids, but they were really small. They were the micro twist. So they were pulled back, um, you know, off the face. And when I decided to transition and lock my hair, um, it started off as just like a two-strand twist, more of a natural hairdo. And um, it, there wasn't much commentary. It wasn't a big deal. My co- my like director at the time was Filipino, so she probably didn't have no idea. She probably didn't even care. Um, but at my new job, when I went on the interview, I already had the locks. Mm-hmm. And I made sure that I did the headband off. I was very conscious of the style so that it didn't come off as too casual because I know that some people have this whole idea, the same thing where they want to deem if locks are professional or unprofessional. And I really think that is just a matter of if your hair is kept or unkept. I know what unkept locks look like, more of a freeform look. Um, and maybe not even unkept because you could be washing your freeform locks and they could be clean. It's just a matter of a more unconventional style for the workplace. It's more of a go with the flow, the free form look. So um, I was just mindful that I didn't have it like half up, half down in a casual look, more with the headband back. But I didn't question if I would get the job based on my hair because I knew that I was going in the interview. It was a successful interview. So my, my main thing was that as long as my hair is professional, then it wasn't a big deal. Like this is my permanent hair. I can't change it. Um, and I think that's what makes the difference when, with the box braids, like I was saying, box braids are, that is a choice that you can make. You know what styles and you know what size is more, I don't want to say accepted, but makes you look more conservative versus more of like a fun, um, protective, protective style in regards to size. Um, my hair did, I don't have any concerns in regards to this because it's permanent. I can't take it out. I was mindful of the size that I chose when I decided to lock my hair because I did want it to always look feminine. And I know that I work in an environment where, and just in the world where you can be judged for your hair choice. So I wanted to make sure that it looked as much, that I was able to kind of do whatever I felt like doing with my hair and it wouldn't be an issue. But my friend's mom who works at my job, she's thinking about locking her hair. And she asked me, was there like, well, so what did well, you know, what did the job say when you locked your hair? Because I don't want people to think I'm not professional. And I'm thinking, how are you going to be any less professional if your hair is still maintained? She wears her hair in um, the kinky twist. Like that's the same. That's kind of like same category outside of it being like the added added hair and it's like shoulder length. Mm-hmm. I'm like, girl, you're fine. So I haven't had many. Issues. People ask to touch my hair at work. My coworker's husband, we went to the holiday party and I told you he asked me if he could touch my hair and I wasn't offended. I wasn't offended because he's um, Persian Armenian. They probably don't have a lot of people with locks in their community or their culture. They don't see it often. And I'm not saying that I have to be there to be like here, but I'm okay with like debunking stereotypes. Like I'm not 
upset if you want to touch my hair, um, depending on the person, the, the intention and the motive. If you're being funny, then no, you know, and if it's kind of like offensive, then no, but I'm not, if we vibing and you asking me about my hair and you know what it feels like, then I don't mind like that. It doesn't bother me. So I don't know if that answers. Well, that was just your experience. That is my okay. experience. I mean, I haven't had any, any negative experience in regards to my, my hair. This, this is what's this permanent. I don't have a choice. Okay. Um, but you still have to be conscious of. Like you said, perfect appearing a professional with your hair. You say you have to pull it back, the size, the choice, yeah, the choice. Your coworker had a bit of concern, so basically, what I'm trying to say is, it exists. Like we have to go the extra mile with our hair in its natural state in professional environments. We can't just show up. You what? can't just show up, and even like it's not just um, people of other ethnicities, even from. Um, Black people, they'll they will be like, "Oh, I love your hair when it's straight." I didn't ask. Like, if my hair is straight this time or curly, the next time, I and I didn't say, "What do you think of my hair?" I feel like that's overstepping a boundary to say, "I love, I I like your hair better when it's straight." Mm -hmm. Just say, "I like your hair." Maybe just say, "I like your hair," but so that I love it more when it's mm -hmm. whatever way. You're not digging that. Not digging it. Especially if I didn't ask. Got it. It's unsolicited opinion. Tossed out. And it's a microaggression. Got it. Um, I'm not your adversary. <laughs> I think another another like area where it's a struggle being black in the workplace is with our attitudes. Agreed. The angry black woman. That's being a woman and black. Two, two, two for one. What do you think about that? Uh, in regards to being angry and black, um, or attitude, I am definitely mindful of my attitude in the workplace. I definitely understand what you're saying. Um, and outside of being black, I just try to adhere to workplace culture. You know, like there's a workplace culture, 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 culture. You know, the same thing how you have your own cultures and it, it's broken down by where you're from, your ethnicity, so on and so forth. There's a workplace culture. So I try to be kind to everybody I interact with. But because I know that if I cut up, it's going to be magnified. You know what I mean? So even if I'm on the phone with someone and they're working my last nerve, I try to like, ugh, it's just. It sucks. It's internalized racism. Yeah, it's kind of like okay, we and then I had, this is a this is an ex, a real example. I was on the phone with someone, and they called, and we're going. She she started attacking me on the phone, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm explaining like what's going on with this patient, so on and so forth, and she's like, nah, 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 nah. and I'm like, girlfriend, whatever her name is, girlfriend, mm -hmm. girlfriend. I keep trying to bring this, you know, de-escalate the situation. And I'm saying over and over into the phone, but I know that I have a strong voice. I know that I have a strong presence. Mm -hmm. And I was like, say for instance, her name is Martha. I was like, Martha, Martha, <laughs> <laughs> Martha, Martha. And I'm like, Martha, what I need you to do right now is like, you know, just pause because I, I can communicate what's going on. But after we hung up, I was on the unit and I'm like asking people, did I seem mean? Did I come off mean? 
And and maybe it is because like, you know, I'm African American. I don't want this to be taken back and seem like I'm going back and forth with her. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, I it's just like I'm just mindful of it. Like I don't I don't want to seem like I'm attacking her. And I don't know if that's based on that or her lack of professionalism because I feel like that was unprofessional. I'm like, girlfriend, black or not, you were unprofessional banging my line and now I got to, you know, go there with you. And that that's where the problem, that's where the problem is. We have to go, being a black woman, we have to always take the high high road. road. Because, like, forget, everybody else can do what they want. They can do what they want to do, but we have to show. We have to make sure we go against. Show you, like I'm not angry. I am yeah. not an angry black woman. I'm a night. I'm not in the most infuriating situations to go against a stereotype that is internalized racism, mm-hmm. and that's not right. And like for white men who are mainly in um, positions of leadership, they're like pushed to be assertive. You know, speak your mind. Lay those. Lay the ground rules down. <laughs> Rally those people up. Like, that's seen as a good... That's the quality they look for. They look for you to be assertive. Right. They look for you to be able to lead. Those are qualities of strong leadership. Being assertive. Speaking your mind. And it's the total opposite for us. And why is that? Just because we're black and we're women? Like, I worked for a black man. And... Okay, so I worked for a man. This is might just be something about men. I worked for a man and um he was black. And... Some of my coworkers referring to me and my were referring to me and my other coworker as the girls, like a collective, calling us the girls. Like the girls can do this, the girls can do that. And I asked the coworker, I'm like, let's call him Matt. I'm like, Matt, can you refer to me as Brittany and her as her name? And the boss was like, Oh, no need to get sensitive. And it's like, I'm not being sensitive. I am asking in a very calm tone mm-hmm, also. Mm-hmm. I was very calm. Mm-hmm. And can you just call me by my name? Like, I call you Matt, and I call you your name. Like, don't refer to me as the girl. She's an individual. I'm an individual. Our work needs to be looked at individually. It is not a collective. Furthermore, we're not the girls. It's not a clique. It's not a girl group. Right. And, like, my boss would keep bringing it up, like, you know, just want to make sure, you know, you're not feeling sensitive about it. And it's not me feeling sensitive. It's me stating once, call me by my name. You adhere to that and we move forward. Right. That's it. A simple fix. But we feel uncomfortable speaking our mind or um, not saying you need to, you know, go off on anyone. That's not acceptable from any race in the work environment. Right. But even taking a stand for ourselves mm-hmm. because we're automatically going to look at as angry. And the thing that I realized is we're going to be looked at as angry regardless. The stereotype exists. Yeah, the so angry black woman. It's just no way around it. So I'm going to say what I have to say. Yeah. I'm not going to hold back on that. I, I think you should definitely be strong. I've always been, like I said, a, I've been grounded in my decisions and my thoughts. And if I'm wrong, I don't mind saying like, you know, I'm wrong on that. Right. But when I know that it's that I'm right, or I feel as if I'm right, and I'm passionate about it, um, then I'm going to stay true to that. Um, in regards to, like, attitude, like we mentioned before, there's a workplace, um, like, professional versus unprofessional, which is outside of being black or being white. Mm-hmm. But um, when I was at my previous job, 
or actually, I learned from uh, an older sister at my previous job. Um, she always taught me to like be kind and like do your job well. And that that part is fueled by, you know, because you are going to be maybe looked at a little under a microscope. Yeah, a little hard, a little more harshly or harsher than maybe some other people. Your white collar part. Yeah, exactly. Um, and and outside of the kindness, um, I just took everything that she says and really said and internalized it myself. And I use that in my my job that I have now because my job is I work for a larger health system. Um, it's a little more political, but I can say that my job for the most part is politically correct. Like they don't step, step on too many toes. Um, they're very mindful and it could be the people I work for. I work in a resource management department with a lot of social workers and it's just very interprofessional and interdisciplinary where people um, are maybe a little more compassionate, maybe a little more empathetic. They understand. Um, we all come from different walks. Human interaction. Yeah. yeah being that it's more social work based and the serving the community. So my the people I look to for leadership or within my work and um, professional realm, they are very mindful that like, eh, you don't really wanna step on someone's toes to, in any way to try to offend them, right? Um, but it's the same thing, like I said, I understand that like I have a dominant personality and I have to be very mindful of that and scale back a little bit because I have some people who I know at work who are very aggressive and it's not necessarily because they're black but the but because they are black and they're aggressive it's heightened and I'm like that is not cool girlfriend no what's not cool no what's not cool is that she no 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 she needs to scale she's mean though it's one now now and it could be just isolated that's her you know what I mean but that I'm gonna hope that's isolated that people are just walking around mean well she is and she goes back. But and you're not mean, and you just said that you have to scale back because of the color of your skin. That's an issue. I I am very I have mindful. A statistic. Give me your statistic. The Center for Women Policy Studies found that 21 percent of women of color surveyed did not feel they were free to be themselves at work. The same study found more than one third of women of color, ranging from 28 percent to 44 percent believe that they must play down their race or ethnicity to succeed. Their stats, like we going through this daily, like every day, conscious effort. And I think that's why I feel like if I have to make a conscious effort, educate yourself and make a conscious effort when you ask people certain questions the, about hair or what I have to be reading and educating myself daily and sticking up for myself daily. Mm -hmm. You do the same. Right. And that's what I'm saying that we, I take an extra mile to communicate eloquently at work. Yes. Outside of race, but that's also speaks to character. So I think that that's a general overview outside of your race, you being black, you be, me being black. That's just about being mindful of other people. And all races should be mindful. That's what I'm saying. Despite race. And I feel like we're carrying 50 people on our damn backs every day. Well, I work I work in a different environment than you, completely different. Right. Yours was black, mine is white, literally. Right. Um, I work in tech, and it's predominantly, it's all white. I'm the only black person at my job. Mm -hmm. I am the only African-American that steps foot into that office every day, even when we have visitors. I feel like, actually, in the whole company, like, I have not come across a black person yet. And I'm handling the HR. I have not seen an African-American be processed. But um, it's just so different. Like, every day, 
it's something. Mm-hmm. It's something like it's just totally different. And I've worked in environments where we were a little more, a little bit more diverse. But I feel like, and maybe it's in tech, maybe it's just this office, maybe I don't know. But they don't know how to. Um, like they're just gone mm-hmm. into the wind when it comes to the African American culture. Like there's just I'm educating daily. So. Because you are the only black person, do you feel othered? Sometimes, just because, like, I don't know if it's just because, I think it's a combination of me being the only black person and also us not sharing the same interests. Like, they're in tech, and a lot of their interests, their outside interests outside of work are related to tech, and I'm just not really... Techie. That's not. I'm not. Right. I'm not in the software development portion right, of right. the office. Mm-hmm. So it's a combination. I feel like it's not just me being black. I feel like that has a part to play in it, but it's also that we are just completely different people. I mean, these people have PhDs in this stuff. They're deep into that tech, and I'm not. So and I'm hot. Do you feel it is warm? <laughs> It's be- but you're also, girl, you're going, honey. Fire Y'all should up. see Brittany over here. Fire Do you feel more comfortable, sis? Do you feel more comfortable um, or less com- comfortable in your workplace? I mean, like, does your... In my workplace in general? In your workplace my in general, workplace. due to the demographic, the ethnicity, the um, gender, all of these, Um, I know. feel less comfortable because I also work with predominantly men. There's only two women in my office. So, mm-hmm. it's all the odds. It's, I'm the only woman, I'm the only black woman, and I'm the only one who's not actually in tech, in the tech field. So, do you think if you were in the tech field, you would feel like, I know what the hell you guys are talking about, I know what I'm talking about, I'm knowledgeable? Do you feel like you feel like a little maybe othered because of that part? Well, we don't talk about, like, um, as far as my work, like, I'm knowledgeable on my work, but like, <laughs> so hot. She's- I'm knowledgeable Calm about. Calm down. Um, wrap those break. Wrap your. Wrap the longer. Wrap the longer. How does the long work? Um, I'm knowledgeable about my area. Like, so maybe if I was in tech, we would share some same out, some of the same outside interests. Like, of course, I would know that if we had the same interests. But mm-hmm. what was your other question? Just in regards to like, do you feel less or more? Com- maybe a better question is outside of work. Do you feel less comfortable or more comfortable around mainly black people? If you have more black people in your office, even if they were in tech, do you feel like you would be more relatable to them or you would feel more comfortable in your work environment if you had maybe black men who were into tech? No, it would depend on their interests. It's going back to the interests. It's not just a race thing Okay. as far as the office because I've worked with people who weren't black and I felt comfortable. Okay. They just were a different type of non-black person right yeah so gotcha yeah i don't have to just be like all black i feel you. never worked in an all black office i don't know how that would be maybe like the dmv okay you took it too far <laughs> but i've never worked in an all black office i've worked in a mixed office this is just the first time i've been the only black person only woman almost in an office dealing with it all and it's really different multiple components yeah i feel you what else you want to say? Because I feel like if we were all women, like, you know, you can relate to a woman. It doesn't matter what. Uh-uh. You can't relate to all women? 
I mean, it depends. You don't have any common ground. I no, I feel like I do have common ground, but it depends. It's like you said, it's outside interest. It goes back to overall character. If I don't think your values and your beliefs and and everything else is in line and you're a mean person, then no, we can't relate. Your gender doesn't make me relate to you. Your character, what you what you hold as a higher higher value, that helps me relate to you because I'm gonna see you're a woman when I first walk up to you and I may be like, hey girlfriend, but if you're evil or if you're mean, well, if you're stuck. Yeah. So I, I mean, mean that's with anything. We don't even have so to So then the that. office of all women wouldn't matter to me. It would be outside interest, it would be character, it would be overall what makes you a good person or a not so great also person. my work relationships are very surface level i don't dive deep into values and beliefs i keep it short and sweet with work people unless i've known you prior to us working together i've never like formed a deep connection where we kiki outside of the work environment so that could be different too yeah I keep it real hey you know we chit chat small work talk but it never gets deeper past the that surface and my jobs are usually a little different. Like my job before this one, I was still doing the same line of work, but the place that I was working, it wasn't like, oh, we all hooking up, everybody cool. But this job here, the difference is everybody's been there for like 30, 40 years. They know each other's families. Kids are going to high school. They all talk. They potluck every damn week. Um, so, you know, there's just a different camaraderie on, it could be the unit that I work on. Because they, like I said, they've all been there for a long time. So I think that there's no choice but to build some type of community mm -hmm. if you are working in the same job, same place for 20, 30 years. Like, it's inevitable. No, I feel like even if I did, I'm just a boundaries person. So work is work for me. I'm boundary related too. I'm not saying you're not. I'm saying as far as that, like with work, it's just I want to keep you with work. And then I have my people that I spill my tea to, like my friends. Yeah. Then you have, like, you know how you have school friends? Mm -hmm. Like class friends? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you can definitely categorize. I have people at work And I keep them in boxes. For the most part, I do too. But I have a work group that, like, I had a couple coworkers who are getting married and the unit threw them a bachelorette party. So there's definitely like a support and a community, like I said, in regards to that. And I don't mind. I don't I wouldn't necessarily fuse all of my friend groups together. Um, and I know the boundaries based on those relationships are, you know, oh, these are my work coworkers and I value them at work. Um, I find, you know, value in speaking to them to whatever capacity that we chat. Um, it's not like I'd be like, girl, let me take you home or let's, you know, it's just based like you said. But it's not for me. There is not just like work is work. I don't, it's hard to describe it. For I know for you, you're like clocked in. Clocked out. If we if we are participating in an activity outside of work, it's work related. Yeah. Like we have happy hours that we go to or like team building activities, but it all ties back to work. This was governed by work. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's not like, oh, I can't talk to you because, you know, you're my work person. But I'm just saying like, it's really strictly like work, little surface, small talk back to work also it is these people too like they're very like in a box like oh like i'm doing my work too so maybe even if i wanted to kiki with them it's not really like a kiki yeah environment yeah but even then i'm just like and you're more like office like you you sit at a desk right your own and you can kind of do your thing yeah all we day. have our own cubicles so it's very autonomous 
Like, yeah. you don't necessarily have to interact with anyone you if you weren't in the mood. Right. I have to interact with the same people. Right. You guys are one sitting there. One. Shoulder to elbow to elbow. Not elbow to elbow, but, like, my the place that I work from, all the, the nurses sit at the station. We chat. You know, there's current events going on. We dialogue about if it's, like, politics or health care or someone's, like, getting married. There's chat around that. Um because it's like I do my job but there's also that kind of socializing aspect and it's it's kind of like in my job it's like you work with me and I work with you but there has to be some kind of rapport to know that I'm doing what I'm doing and you're doing what you're doing and it's all working for the greater good of the patient so there's dialogue and just you well, know of course that's why you have meetings but I can't meet with the nurses TT what do you mean you can't meet with the nurses I mean well when I work with them we work and we have like our our meetings in the mornings and rounds but our, our relationships are based on also the idea. There's another component. I don't. My job is not strictly work because there's a social aspect of it that helps to tie into the work. Well, I'm not saying you can't have a relationship with someone. Like you want to have a good rapport with your coworkers. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that it is work a work related yeah. relationship. Yeah. And that means you can be nice. You can laugh. You know, a little bit. But it's not going to be like, girl, why? You know, this weekend this. Boy did this, and I had to tell him. No, it's not necessarily in between no. the work. No, no, no. So I'm just saying. I feel you. I, I keep it on the surface because I did. I, I've worked at some places where a coworker would just spill all their tea to me, like we're just in the break room, and then word about the tea. <laughs> the tea just comes in my cup, and I'm like, I'm not about to tell you mine. Yeah. Like I'm not. Um. I'm just not. Because I don't feel comfortable enough with you. I don't I don't I don't want to to tell you the my portion of the tea. Right. I'm here listening here if you want to tell me yours voluntarily, but yeah. I'm not gonna tell you. And I think that just mine. also comes down to personal personal kind of per, just personal, based on the person person. Right, individual individual, right, preference. Right. Um, like I have boundaries. I'm social talkative whatever whatever if we chat if i find somebody at work and it like us for an example we met not outside of us like our own friendship it was like sorority based if it was always just like sorority based then we probably wouldn't be here that's not work though that's a social club but still where you are cultivating a friendship and a sisterhood if okay you're going fine to bad example horrible still horrible example sister because Well, I've met a really great, okay, like my older sister friend who works at my other job. I met her and she's amazing. And like we still keep in contact. And I think there's that that opportunity to be vulnerable. Like, yes, you're meeting people based on proximity. But if you know that there's something in you that resonates with something in them and you guys can connect, I don't find that there's a problem. And not saying that you do find it's a problem, but I don't mind being like, oh, you like this? I like that. And once there is a common interest that we dig deeper into that and cultivate that friendship for whatever it is. Yeah, I'm definitely not saying that it's not possible at all. Actually, I did. I have one back in the day. I had one friend that I met at work, and we started hanging out outside of work. And are but you guys this, still friends? From a distance, because we live like far away. But there's okay. no bad blood. Like, yeah, cool people. I'm sure I'm still cool people to her. But um, it still comes down to the work, and I guess it's just the work environment. Like, there's no one here that I can pick at my current job. Because if I was at your current job, then we would probably still be cool. We probably would. See? But you're not. (laughs) And I'm working. The whole thing we're talking about is being black at work and facing the microaggressions. Mm -hmm. And um, 
The little uh, yes, yeah. the little nasty behavior. Yeah, it just doesn't work for you. It does not. It work doesn't, for me. and I think that I have some of those same experiences where I'm like, mm, that wasn't nice. But I've been, I have been stereotyped. I have been um, had microaggressions committed against me. I have had people been who have been prejudiced against me, who has who have also been black and who have also been women. So, I mean, I I like, you know what I mean? I haven't had it directly from like my boss, anybody who I work with who's above me and who who kind of qualifies my work. They are they're never like nasty towards me. They always value what I do and I feel valued at work and the role that I play, but it's always some other person who has like, "Oh, for example, when I, my uh, a job I had went on an interview for, they had seen me coming out of the interview. I have tattoos. My tattoos, for the most part, was, were clothed, but I, I mean covered, excuse me. But I had on like not a crop, but like an ankle pant, mm-hmm. and a little bit of the tattoo on my leg was showing. Mm-hmm. And you know, I have this collarbone tattoo that's showing, mm-hmm. and I had like a nice blouse. But I'm not about to wear a turtleneck to the interview <laughs> to forego right up. for the to forego the tattoo being exposed. Like it's not that serious. It's not offensive. It's not a, like, it's a feminine tattoo. Fuck you if you're not feeling it. Same like, with the hair. Same, right, right. This is permanent, too, on my skin. I can't do anything about it. So. But you, if you were thinking about a professional environment, you would have never got it. I don't give a fuck. Okay, that's so right. Neither do I. So, point is, I came out of the, like, interview, and she was like, she didn't say anything directly to me, but she later said it to someone else. Like, I can't believe she had those tattoos showing that. It's like, da 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 She coming here looking like a thug. Because the tea look got like back to me, thug. and I'm like, girlfriend, not a baby girl's feminine. Baby girl can't look like a thug, mamita. I'm like, girl, like, but you know what I mean? And that same person was mean, so mean at work. And she's black, and she's a girlfriend. Not my girlfriend, but she's a girl. Right, she's a girl, that's someone's friend. Not mine. And she was mean, she was hateful mm-hmm. all the time. And that's just how she is, like, try to cut you down, put the knife in and turn it. So, I mean, I think it's just really based on where you work, who you work with. And there's also that double consciousness, like the W.E.B. Du Bois, you know, the idea of the double consciousness that you are black and you are American and you have to really try to center that more so than anyone else, because there's always this idea that this is not your home. This is not your land. You're always under and othered and you have to always be kind of battling with that duality, like. We don't know what it's like to live in Africa. Like, this is my home, bro. Right. Like, outside of being African, I'm also, I'm, I'm American. African-American. I'm American. If we want to omit ethnicity, which is, you know, impossible because right. it's tied to our identity, the point is, my land just as much as is your land. And I totally get the double consciousness, and that's the, just because we have to acknowledge it doesn't make it right. Well, that's, that's my that's my feelings. It doesn't make it right. I don't think that it's right, but I'm just saying that that's the that's what we deal with. Exactly. The double consciousness. We deal with it, we deal with it day to day, and it's not right. It's not, sis. It's not right. Like, what you gonna do to change it? I'm gonna keep wearing my hair however I want and not try to pull back because it's not profession deemed professional. Come on. You want me to throw some locks up in there? I don't want any locks. You really show up to the workplace uh, ethnic. Right. I hate people who think that I'm so fucking cultured. Yeah. Like a bum today was like, you mixed? 
I'm like, uh, no. Right. Just black. He was like, you not reggae? I'm like, oh, hell. First of all, reggae is not a race. Right. It's not even ethnicity. He said, you not reggae or like, um, you know, Jamaican. Jamaican. I'm like, bro, no. Black here. Right here. Right. I'm like, nah, nothing. Not mixed. Nothing against any of the mixed sisters. But I was like, no, my hair does not make me. This does not make me any more cultured than you are. Pressed hair doesn't make you any more white. Urban. I mean, not urban, uh, European. My straight hair. Yeah, that's just Eurocentric view of beauty. Basically, the straight hair. And that's what's the the standard of professionalism as well. The Eurocentric. White, upper middle class. Upper middle class is the standard. It don't matter what else you need to bring yourself. If you're frying and dying, bring yourself up to the upper middle class standard. Yes. It's not the washing up or the twist out, the cornrow, the large box braid. The box braid is Or the lock. It's not. But you know what? What? Luckily, I know there's still some barriers, some things we have to go through, but we're making some 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 strides, especially like shows like Insecure. The black women are feeling more and, and Issa, more. That her feelings were echoed mine. But remember, what's Molly? Fleek? What's fleek? Yes, honey, I know that feeling. Like, what? Oh, teach me how to duggy. Like, homegirl, get on the YouTube video. Don't assume I know how to duggy because I'm Just black. like when I people assume that I like chicken wings. That's sick. Don't yeah. like chicken wings. A chicken wing is my least favorite part of the chicken. But I prefer the breast. Like, like, oh, we're ordering wings. Um, Or, you know what? Really I don't like kill- chicken wings. I mean, not that anybody in my job has, but I'm saying regular people. Right. Too. Don't like chicken wings, right? Or you know how to dance, or you know the you know what fleek is. Now, granted, I do. Won't but tell you. But I don't know. ask me the definition because I'm gonna. I don't know what does it mean. So you tell me what does it mean. Remember, remember when Molly, um, and Rashida or whatever that girl's name, she had the new black coworker come into the, the loud workplace, one. and she was like, "Girl, call me Dada." Right now, Molly, do you feel like it was wrong for Molly to be like, "Girl, you might want to take that down a little bit." And the other girl to be like, this is who I am. She was homegirl with it all day in the office. And then they let her go. What do you think there? Did they let her go? They she, never she, told us. No, she did. They called her into the office and they sat her down and she was leaving. Remember, she never came back to the office. I don't remember that part. But um, I feel like I felt like Molly was trying to help her based on what? No, I had to burp. Dang it, you know oh, a big sorry. deal about it. Um, I feel like Molly was trying. I don't think Molly was being malicious. She was definitely trying to help her based on the, the white, white standard. The white standard. And I and I get Dada, too. I get Dada saying, like, you know, girl, just call me Dada. But it wasn't professional in that <laughs> environment. No, and I think it's not. It's not what I place. It's not. So what's the place? The club? If I'm your outside homegirl, you got a nickname for me, then okay. At work, don't call me Dada. They call each other nicknames at my job. The, the, what's the difference for calling someone Matt Matt and calling someone Dada? No, I don't. No, I, no, no, I want to know what's the. I difference? don't think that Matt Matt. Like number one, just sit, call me Matt. Like, no, you don't but have to I'm saying if someone wanted to be called, if Matthew wanted to be called Matt Matt, and Rashida wants to be called Dada, what is the difference? Ugh, it's just the fact race. Race is the difference. 
Because number one, Dada is a stereotypical nickname for not a black. Not my fault. Not, not my no, fault. No, not your fault. However, the stereotype still exists, so it's up to you to debunk the stereotype so that people it's do not. not debunking put, the stereotype. It is it's no. internalizing the racism. No, no, no. My what, name but is what Rashida. you can do is debunk. Okay, so if someone automatically assumes that you are whatever it is, it is your obligation to, to not know because you don't want to own the stereotype to prove them wrong. That's the whole point for you saying, excuse me, can you call me Brittany and not the girls? That wasn't the whole point. The whole point was I, my name is Brittany and you're calling me something other than my name. Okay, point It is, had nothing to do with this is my, my race. This is my point. If someone immediately stereotypes you, that is a stereotype. If your nickname is Dada. That's their fault. Not mine. My Don't, name is Rashida, and I like to be called Dada. Be be called da, Dada is that's not in a professional environment. If somebody Dada in a professional environment, no, your name is Rashida. We will call you Rashida at work. That's what she now she 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 messed up there because you came into the work environment bringing Dada from at home where you be cooking it with your homegirls and you want them to call you Dada at work. No, I'm your coworker, Rashida. Now if we build a rapport and over time I decide to oh. Girl, Dada, because we now we cool. Okay, but she was she was letting her know like I want to be cool with you. You can call you can me be Dada. cool, but there has to be like you said, work is work, home is home. Now we're going back to no, that. no, no. But I'm saying work said. is work. No, no, no. I'm cool with. I'm in cool with. I'm okay with being comfortable at work. Okay, so she's comfortable being called Dada. Her That's first day on the job, it should have been Hi, I'm Rashida. Establish your of- establish your professionalism, a uh, professionalism, so that there it can't be questioned. That's what I'm saying. When your work is professional and people know like what your standard of work is then the nickname and all that other shit that's that's superficial it falls to the wayside but if you come in already with the homegirl homegirl get down your work hasn't been evaluated we can't qualify your work then your nickname yeah. doesn't affect your work your nickname and your work are two separate things dada on day one is dada on day 100 it's dada listen it's dada dada on day 100 it's after dada. you know the work the name is the same though it will still be Dada. So Dada sounds non sounds professional now on day one hundred. No, don't still don't think it sounds professional. Like, okay, so I that's feel- the bottom line. The bottom line was the nickname was not professional now. Workplace for culture for their workplace that was not appropriate. They worked at a law firm. We know my workplace, right? It's very corporate. Right. My name is Brittany. They call you Brit. My boss was like, "Can I call you Brit?" Well, that's short. Dada is short for Rashida. It's the end. And now what da. you could, so what did you say? Da, sure. Da. I no, said, yeah. No, da, da is different from Rashida. So should they call her da? They could have called her Rashida. Rashid? Rashida. It's just, that's the type of name she has. That's not, that's seen as stereotypically ghetto. That's the problem. It's the da. It's the name. It's not the fact that she went to be called a nickname. It's the, it's the name. It's the name. It's the so, name. It's the name. Now. So the, she asked me, you know. Yeah. Can I call you Brit? And I was like, sure, because I don't mind being called Brit. It's a shortened version of my name that I. What don't if she mind. wants to call you Bri? Brit, Bri. I hey, would Bri. say I don't go by that. Nini. What if she wanted to throw Nini on you? I would tell her I don't go by Nini. I would say I don't go by Nini. You can call <laughs> me Brit or Brittany. Those are two of my acceptable shortened names. But she, but Dada wanted to be called Dada. She didn't just. No one just tossed it out and said I'm gonna call you Dada. No, if I wanted to be called, if she said it was. What's the nickname? And I said Nini. She could choose if she wants to call me Nini or not. She I probably would choose not. Probably so. Exactly. But what I think it comes down to is it, it definitely has to do with internalized racism. Yeah. And it also has to do with the workplace culture and the fact that 
Be professional, girl. Come here. Because when you walked in the interview, you didn't say, Rashida, call me Dada during this interview. No, it was, hi, my name is Rashida. She already had the job. Doesn't matter about the job. I'm talking about the whole point of the nickname. You wouldn't introduce the nickname. Nickname implies some sort of um, genuine, like a rapport or it doesn't even have to be a, a genuine. Nickname means like there's some sort of endearment there. If somebody's nicknaming me, bro, I don't nickname people who are I'm not in like having an endearment with. Okay. I don't care if your name is Josephine and you work in the but workplace. She didn't I won't try be to like nickname her. JoJo. She told her to call her that. Just like if someone's named Matthew and they say call me Matt, or I know a coworker named Laura and they she said call me Lori. I'm she wanted about to give that name to herself. Workplace culture. Dada. That's what I'm talking That's work, about. Did we work in that Lori? What about Lori? Where Lori? That's a from? short nickname. Your For name what? is Laura, and you want people to call you Lori. Most How about times, the most Nigerians times Nick... that have Nigerian names, and they're like Oshanaka, and they're like, call me Peter. It, no, that's <laughs> different. That has nothing to do with nickname. That has to do with based on it's ease of not butchering their homeland name. The, you can the, say the call real me name. Oni instead of Onichiwa. Most people do because it makes it simpler on the person who has to say so it. So maybe Rashida wants them to call her Dada because they have a hard time pronouncing Rashida or looking at it and reading it. Girl, which is still an internalized Let's, racism. So that's the bottom line. It's internalized racism. Bottom it's line, It's not about professional or not because some nicknames are acceptable and some aren't. Hers just isn't acceptable because she has a name Rashida. And the shortened version of that that she preferred was Dada. <laughs> now, if you would have asked me, was her delivery unprofessional? Yes, like the yelling and the way she was prancing around the office. That's not professional coming from any race. But she can't help it if her name is Rashida. Not, it's not about necessarily name, and that was the and whole thing that Molly. Dada. She wants to Molly. Molly was speaking to the fact that girl, you might want to tone it down. The overall. The name adds a whole nother complexity and a whole nother component on it. I get you don't have any control over it, but the just at this point, when we get to nicknames and when we get to endearment, we'll get there. So if it's still going to be Dada when y'all get there, that's my question. Then People what? will more than likely know her work and know that she's professional. What does that have to do with her name? Her Because. You're, you come you're, in, then you're why does she get let that go? Dada makes her less professional. Her being called Dada. Her coming out with the... Girl, call me Dada. You just said prancing around the office being unprofessional. At this point, the delivery set the standard. Set the standard on what your work is, how professional you are, and then people can understand when you have your unprofessional moments. Okay, so after you show your work, you can get caught. Whatever, then that's what you're saying. Mm-hmm. No, shut up, Brittany. I'm asking. I just after is, you show your work and it's quality, then we can call you Dada. You can't call me Dada after because Rashida, my name is not After Rashida Dada. showed her work and it was professional, the Dada would have been acceptable? I feel like people would have been like, we No, know it's Rashida. not people, it's you. I'm, asking I'm not you. Dada. I'm asking you how you would feel. If my name was Rashida, I would no, be... No, no, if you were Molly. Okay. And after Rashida showed her work and it was professional. And I knew that she had a professional approach when she helped, when she like interacted with clients and other coworkers. Okay, like, if you want me to call you Dada, I probably would never call her Dada. I'm not a nickname kind of person like that, so whatever. You're not going to get a cl- like answer from me. I get it, so let's move on, because you know. <laughs> I'm just saying, honey. But Insecure, they put that in that episode for a reason. I know. I they put it. Molly in that position for a reason, because we always got to, like, bring our people, bring our people to reality and say, come on, girl, we got we to gotta go back to the field, 
Yeah, I'm taking it there. We always got to be aware of master. And we always got to scale back for master. Not necessarily scale back from... I'm just... You know, you're going to make me seem like the, like the jigaboo in this episode. No, I'm not making you seem like, like a jigaboo. I'm just stating how I feel. And I feel passionate about it. And I feel like we always have to go out of our way. I get conforming. And like I said, I go back and forth between being optimistic and being present. Like, this shit really sucks. That we got to do all this extra shit just to do the same work that our counterparts have to do. Same work quality might even be higher. You got to really be in the trenches like, I got to prove to them that I'm worthy of being here. Sucks. The reality. Shit sucks. I get it. I get it, sis. And that, I think it also has to do with experience. So Okay, so maybe you haven't experienced it, but for my sister that has experienced it, shit sucks. I can definitely understand. I'm empathetic. I can even be sympathetic. I'm just saying that, you know, I, to, I told you already. You told us. Now that I'm the uh, jigaboo no of the episode. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying that I think, like you said, you go back and forth between optimism and being present. Um, I have, like, because my job is more, like, demographically and racially mixed, ethnic, ethnically writ, uh, mixed, I feel like, hey, we can all share, we can all chat, you know, because there's things that I learn about people's culture and I'm not being offensive if I ask a question and I'm like, hey, what is that? Or let me know, how did your mother make this? Like a food or something. That's different. A re- asking a recipe. Come on now. Okay, so like How what? did you make that meal? Asking me how I, I don't made a meal. know. It's totally different about asking me how does that. But work I bet with you if they hair? said so, how'd you make them sweet potatoes? Then you would be offended. No, I would not. I would say this is a recipe for the sweet potatoes. If you like sweet potatoes and you liked how I made mine, I will very willingly give you the recipe. That's not being funny. That's like me saying, how'd you make that? But I don't even know quiche. So that's not typically an African American dish. It didn't come from our motherland like yams do. I'm done with you. Yams came from the motherland? Yep. <laughs> sure did. With a side of black potatoes and greens. Oh, my goodness. I said black potatoes, black eyed peas. Black eyed peas. And greens. Straight. I just think that if we all, they're stereotypes, definitely. It's inevitable. And I think it's beyond black. We're talking about being black, yes. But stereotypes in the workplace, and it is because the hegemony for, you know, it's Caucasian. White minorities, male. Yeah. No, I, well, yeah, we suffer with it, but it's based on the hegemony, the powers that be, the reigning powers. You would say white supremacy, white based America. on white, Caucasian, or Caucasian and white is the same thing. Caucasian males, middle class, um, upper, upper. Okay, girl. So, what you can do? What do you want to do to to help train change stuff? You want to protest? You want to? What do you want to do? Clearly, I'm not going to protest against what? my job. No, I'm saying, what are you going to do to get your to feel better outside of I'm wearing gonna your hair? I'm going to do things like this podcast, express my views, and people will listen and hopefully make a more conscious effort. There you go. Not to create microaggressions against, against other people. Exactly. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to say my valid feelings, and peop- I'm not going to suppress how I feel. That's what I'm going to do. There you go. You heard it here first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are you going to do? Oh, you don't experience it. so It's not that I don't experience it. I just feel like, I don't know, maybe I'm, I don't, I, I feel about the hair, yes, and about the aggressiveness. 
But I'm mindful to not be aggressive. I, was, I mean, shit, I don't know, Brittany. Like you just said, you're mindful. You're going to continue to be mindful so that you don't get stereotyped. Yeah, because I don't want to be stereotyped. Because I Nobody like wants to be stereotyped, but we really have to put in overtime to not be. And sometimes we still are, no matter what you do. And that's it. And like you said, the stereotype and what somebody decides to stereotype you as has nothing to do with you. What you can do, and this is, I think so this why is don't my you main just point. Keep doing you then? I always do me. I'm professional. That's what I'm saying. My main point is I don't have any control about what someone's going to feel about me, but what I can do is make sure that I am always doing the best that I can do in regards to being professional, in regards to making sure that my job is done so that no one can look at me and be like, the little black girl? No. They can, though, if they want to. I mean, anybody can if they want to, but my thing is that if you're going to come down, you're not going to be able to pull my work out against somebody else's work and then say, Never. this is right. So that's my, my always my main objective at work. Do my fucking job, do it well, remain respected, and be kind. And if anything else that transpires, I know it's outside of my control and it'll have to be based on that person and what they have to deal with. It's going to be because they already have a fucked up mindset. It's not me. Meaning no matter what you do, they're going to have the fucked up mindset. If that's them, then yeah, they're going to have a fucked up mindset. But I know it's not anything that I did to kind of. Really ever, is it? The people getting shot down because they're black because of fucked up police officers mindset and their microaggressions and their racism and I'm losing my life because of that that bottom line is it's not okay I'm hoping people become a little bit more conscious and try to do better yes because like you said no matter what we do you could lose your life for no matter what you do yeah Cassandra Bland you can lose a job for no matter what you do like Mm -hmm. it's a bigger picture that we gotta Hopefully, somehow, evolve. We must evolve. <laughs> we must evolve. We must. Just have to do your diligence. So this was a heavy topic, huh? Heavy. Yes, it's the soldier. The heaviest topic <laughs> of the you, black girl uh, bravado. Really, what is sister soldier? Do not call me sister soldier. Why not? Because I'm not. Why? Because I'm Brittany, a sister soldier, a sister soldier. Okay, so writing those books. Um, strong black queen. What about? I feel like yeah, you really gave your your you really stop gave gave it to the listeners. All the black, all the non-black people, um, stick with us. Wow. <laughs> Just kidding. Because I never said I disliked. No, we love them all. Come on. Well, you said to... stick with us. I'm just giving you a hard time. Okay. God damn. Okay, guys, we're going to go. It's hot as hell in here. It's very hot. It's hot, but we love you. Make sure you um read. My I mean, caps not, are sweating. Not read. Rate, review, subscribe, download, tell a homegirl to tell a homegirl to tell a homegirl. To tell a coworker. To tell a coworker <laughs> that we love being black. Stop stereotyping us. Um, Black magic, Black Lives Matter. Black magic? Oh, it's black girl black magic. Black girl magic. Hashtag all of this stuff under Brittany's picture so she know it's real. Um, all lives don't matter to you? I said black, black lives. lives. I said so, black lives. Okay. What the? F- now look. Look at her. All lives matter to you? It's not no, about I didn't black mean, lives? No, I didn't mean to say all lives matter. I said all lives don't matter. I meant to say black lives don't matter to you. You said put them under my picture. They can put them Oh, my God. Picture. This girl is killing me. 
You guys, put those hashtags under my pictures, too, because um, Brittany's going to kill me if you don't. I am. Also, we are going to be creating a website where all this information is centralized, and you can get any notes. Every time we say down in the show notes, it's just like the description. So we are going to be getting a um, website together, so you can just continue to tell a homegirl, tell a homegirl, tell a homegirl, like we said, or even tell a coworker. Um... So, Sister Soldier and I are going to let you guys go for today. Bye. Peace out. <laughs> <laughs>